Life in Sugarkissing Angel Hill was like life everywhere else in Ireland. It was peaceful, undisturbed, idyllic, and yet darkness and malice lurked below the cobblestone walls and cracked cement pavements. For life in Sugarkiss Angel Hill was about to be rocked by the arrival of a family unlike anyone seen yet in this filthy little Irish hamlet. The consequences of that arrival will unearth secrets and passions long hidden in abandoned head schools and Sunday car boot sales outside the Protestant church. Our story begins where all stories seem to, with the eternal question, to be or not to be. <clears throat> nope. Sorry, wrong radio drama. <clears throat> it begins with the question, Where the fuck are we? Sugar kiss Angel Hill, you fucking dipshit. Shut your whole breed, you smelly bitch. Mum! Did you hear what Jamie said? Sorry, love, what was that? I was busy talking to your dad, pet. What was that? Ah, nothing, nothing, love. Just keep driving. Eyes on the road. All right, love. Are you sure this is the right place, love? I am, love. This is it. Sugar kiss Angel Hill. Are you sure he's here, Mia? I'm not certain, Jamie, love, but I think so. I can feel it. And that's what my mother told me just before she died of emphysema. Wasn't it, Seamus, love? Yeah, that's right, Laurie. I, I heard her with my own two ears. Why the fuck is he in loud, though? <laughs> no one even likes loud. It's a shithole, like. Breda Faulkner, watch your manners, will ya? We haven't packed up our lives and moved our sways across the country for that kind of cheek off you. We're here. Look, there's the sign. Sugar Kiss Angel Hill. My God, we're here. Finally, I've had to pee for like two hours. We'll be head to the nearest convent, so, love. Uh, not yet, love. I need a coffee to steady my nerves, don't I? There's a coffee shop over the road. Why don't we go there, then? The Coffee Nut. Jeez, that's a funny name for it. Is coffee not a bean? That's the joke, ma'am. Oh. This place is fucked up, man. Ma'am, ma'am, did you hear what she said? Filthy mouth on her. Get a fucking life Let's get a bite to eat. I'm starving. Of course, Larry, love. Sugar kiss Angel Hill, hmm? I miss Cork. Enough of that now. Your mother needs us here, and that's why we are here. Whatever. Don't worry. I won't be much longer. I'm finally coming for you. And so the Faulkners arrived in Sugarkiss Angel Hill. Meanwhile, in the local pub, the Badger's Tooth, ferocious local pub landlady Diana Mullins pours a pint of pina colada, while she and local alcoholic Bernard Marshall discuss the weather. The enigmatic and mysterious creature that is Gertrude Petunia McWaldorf sits her 117-year-old body in a corner of the bar, cocooned in a cloud of leopard print fur, cigarette smoke and hairspray. A no-smoking sign sits jauntily above her head. Fiona Marshall, wife of Bernard, sits drinking a club orange and eating a packet of tato. The poor thing. But most important of all is town gossip Betty Butterdish, who sits nursing a porcelain cup of tea as she writes into her ancient relic of a journal that... Time is 2.06pm. 14.06 hours if we go by military time. 14.06 will stick with 
this is an investigation report. I must be professional. And it's it's a Tuesday. A time, time is slipping away from me, di- di- diary, I mean report. I can feel it in my bones. The twilight is nearly over, and soon I shall embark into the long night. The doctor says I need to go for scans, but I can't go yet, report. I'm 76. I deserve another 10 years at least. Isn't that the point of being a woman? Living longer? And I still have work to do, report. This work, this investigation. I know that my late husband, Eddie, didn't kill my son in a tragic car accident in the early 70s diary. I really do. I regret it more than anything in the world. But I'm not sure I regret it as much as that flouncy barwoman Cynthia must regret that blowjob, but blow dry, sorry. That blow dry makes her look like a windbush. I don't know, Diana, if you could say that. What with the with the PCC culture on that? Oh, fuck me sideways, Bernard. You're obsessed with political correctness. It's a scourge on free speech. Oh, did you read that in the Daily Mail, yeah? Ah, it's free ah. speech to police, free speech. You're the one who says you'd never vote for Leo Varadkar because he's a gay. Not that I like the gays now. Sure, that's not PC culture gone mad, that's the truth. Isn't his boyfriend a doctor? Two doctors having sex. Doctors wouldn't know horniness if it slapped them in the face. Sure, what does that have to do with anything then? Bessie, do you want another tea? I'm teed out of it, thanks, Diana Pet. I'm just saying I once had to get a colonoscopy because me bad bowels and that doctor didn't know my arse, my belly button, truth be told now. Here is what I know so far, di- diary report. The killer is in Sugar Kiss Angel. Look at that car pulling up. Jesus, Jimmy and Joseph, I'd say that's a car crash on it. Not often do we see a Cork car here in Sugarcase Angel Hill. Cork? I haven't been to Cork since before the Civil War. Blue shirt bastards shot Collins. That's enough of that potty mouth on you, Gertrude. Uh, get a life, Diana. I've been spitting curses and hexes, spells and rhymes since before Tupac was shot. God rest him and you won't stop me. Tupac? God rest him, fucking legend. Fuck the police, or what? <laughs> Jesus, they're right state altogether. Look at the mother. She's got clips in her hair, sir. Well, let me have a look at them. Fresh meat, is it? Look like a bunch of fucking hooligans. That's the sort of, sort of thing you expect from Cork. It would suit you better to mind your own business. Take your penis out of your pint glass and get home to your poor misbegotten wife, Bernard, with her at the beginning of the dementia and everything. He doesn't have dementia. She's only play-acting at it. Little filly loves to mess with me while I go on there. And she's sitting over there, look at her. How are you, Fiona? Are you enjoying your, your club orange? Fuck off, Bernard. Oh, poor thing. People coming from Cork is bad news, sources. Cork shot Collins. Gertrude, that's enough out of you there now. And how many times have I told you you can't smoke in my pub? I'm not smoking, Diana Mullins. This is a vape. I haven't smoked since 1963, 
When John F. Kennedy died, the taste of tobacco died in my mouth that day as well. Gertrude, that's a feckin' tobacco cigarette. I can smell it from here. Well, I'll tell you what, Diana. You'd want to get yourself over to Dr. Ralph and have your nose tested. Because this here is a vape. You're too old to be smoking. You'll have to kill yourself with that. Well, I vape for the sweet release of death. Me too. Don't you be joking like that now, Fiona. That's too close to the bone. Poor woman was paddling in the local river at 9am in the morning with her petticoat over her head. I had to dial the 999 to come and help her. Oh, she, she's a tricky one, my wife. You'll never know what she'll be up to, huh? They're not going into that queer coffee shop, are they? Oh, they fucking are. The bastards. Are you good for them? Oh, that's enough of that now, Fiona. Eat your tato like who do we have. Eating fucking tato, you fools and snakes need to know I'm not crazy. I'm angry. Angry at this feckin' town which took my womanhood and made it stay like that Betty Trollops, three-week-old bread-and-butter pudding. Uh, Fiona, what's that, love? You're muttering again, sweetheart. Somebody please drop a bullet in me brain. Tato, another pack of Tato is what I said. Oh, that's the spirit, love. Horse them Tato into you. Cheese makes you good and strong. Across the road at the coffee nuts, two of Dublin's most notorious Wednesday night George goers, Anton Blackrock and Lachlan Syrup, are waiting for their first customer. Once part of the capital's homosexual elite, a combination of rent increases and their extravagant champagne socialist lifestyle has priced them out of Dublin. Did I mention they were waiting for their first customer? Not their first customer today, mind you, their literal first ever. I can't do this anymore, Lachlan. I have no idea why you thought it was such a good idea to move to Louth, of all places. At least in Quark, they have. A gay bar, like, that's what you want? Yes, yes, I'm tired of drinking Aldi wine. Oh, but then you'd have to listen to, like, Quark people talk, like. Oh, God, could you imagine such a lilting brogue like that? Honestly, (gasps) I'd be sick. Oh, there's people. Oh, great. We can throw all these uneaten avocado toast sandwiches at them and hope they'll spare us a glance. Silence, you old bitch. They're walking towards us. Towards us? Are you sure these Gruyere cheese fumes haven't given you another headache, Lachlan, like you used to have? Jesus, this looks lovely. Oh, it does, love. It does. Yeah, I'm fucking not eating here. Why not? You said you're starving in the car. <laughs> it's because it's gay, ma'am. Jamie's scared it's catching. I'm fucking not. R2. You can't catch the gay, Jamie. It's genetic. And coffee shops aren't homosexual, are they? I'm in love with their father and I love a coffee shop. Well, now, Laurie, they sell corot cake. Well, hi there. <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. Such a hale and hearty brood. Uh, handshakes, okay. Never done this in a cafe before, love. See, didn't I say that this would only be lovely, Jamie? Yes, ma'am. Just you all take a fabulously Anna Wintour-inspired upholstered seat. Please, the one by the window, so everyone can see you're having a great time here. Okay? Fantastic. Fantastic. You guys must be from out of town, right? I've never seen you before. Not like we've seen many 
people anyway. Ow. So many people. <laughs> yeah, we're here to find my mom's long lost. Ow. Yeah, we're here to stay for a while. Yes, this is our first time in Sugar Kiss Angel Hill and we're here to find my long lost ancestral home. Oh, Ooh, ancestors. ancestors. Yes. Ignore. He hates the gays. Oh. 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 I, I, I do me whole. The decor in here is just shite. Floral cushions with stripes on the walls, like, would you be well? Well, um, thank you for the feedback. Anton, get those fucking cushions out of my sight. They're gone. They're absolutely gone, Lachlan. Anyway, what can I do for you all? Oh, I'll have a latte for myself. Uh, Seamus, love? Barry's tea, love. Milk and however much sugar you've got. Just a Diet Coke, please. <laughs> Little posh bitch. I'll have a full fat Coke, no ice or atom. Okay, lovely. Um, can I get you any food? Now listen here, fucks. I did say however much sugar you've got, and I'm a little bit worried. What you heard was a lot of sugar. I want all the sugar you've got. All of it. Um, yes. Of course. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, cushions are gone in the bin. What do they want? Uh, one Mariah Carey, one Britney post-breakdown, one Britney pre-breakdown, and one tea with all the sis we've got. All the sis we've got in. Oh, all of it. Oh, if you say so, Lachlan. So are, are you two a, a, a couple then? Mum, <laughs> Mum, you can't ask that. <laughs> no, it's fine. We're not. Anton and I were in college together back in Dublin. He did philosophy, I did theology, so the best career option we had was a coffee shop. Oh, Oh, well then, I I'm Lorraine anyway. Uh, this is my husband, Seamus, who he loves the out sugar, yeah. And these are our young ones, Brida and Shady. As the new arrivals began to get acquainted, a stir began to rise in the badge's tooth just across the road. Mrs. Betty Butterdish and landlady Diana Mullins were less than impressed with the scene they saw in front of them. A lovely new family in the gay's coffee shop. Horrified was not a strong enough word, but they weren't the only ones with their eyes peeled. Ma'am, there's two owl ones in that pub across the street staring at us. What are you on, Jamie? No one is... Oh, fuck, oh, there, aren't they? Your drinks, everyone. And here's free cake and biscuits for you all for being the first customers of today. But, but it's 3pm. Yes, Tuesdays are quiet. Well, just ignore those women in the pub. They're just nosy-like. Nosy? Sure, why would they be nosy around a coffee shop? Well, if I had to expectorate, I would guess they're nosy about you lot. Miss Betty Butterdish is the town gossip. She hates us because we are... From Dublin. Oh. <laughs> she hates us because we're... From Dublin, everyone does. I, I take it that there's not many from Dublin uh, in Sugar Kiss Angel Hill. 
Well, we're the only ones we know about from Dublin. And if there is anyone else, they're definitely hiding. They're hiding their accents. (laughs) Very rare to, uh, you know, hear a Dublin accent. Oh, well, well, that's a lovely accent you have there, Anton. Where's that from? That's not America, is it? It's actually from... He speaks like that because because the wind changed and it never went back. Sure, didn't I tell you that, Jamie? Uh, that, that that was true, that the wind changes like the Reagan days and that's it, you're done. Ma'am, it's getting a bit fucking crazy in here. Can we go over and get a pint? Oh, well, love, what do you think? Hmm, well... Uh, mm, delicious tea. Yeah, I'd like to see what the local is like. Sure, if there's a bad head on the Guinness, I'll shoot myself. Oh, oh my goodness. It's the it's the only place to get a drink around here. If you want even a bottle of wine, you have to drive all the way to the Aldi in Salt Spit Devil Hill. And I wouldn't do that if you value your internal organs. Wow. Can can I get a pint too, Dad? You're not drinking to your thirty after the state. You came back from your junior source nice in. Oh, but I only had one blue wicked. Yeah, pussy. Dad! Shut up, Shamey. Be nice to your fuck. <laughs> Be nice to your sister, even if she's a lightweight. Well, anyway, you can have these biscuits and go to the folks in the pub. Just give them some. They might like it too. Oh, yeah. Come on then, gang. Let's go over now to that Badger's Tooth then. Shocking name for a pub, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, fuck. I left my AirPods in there. Go on. I'll be back in a minute. (laughs) AirPods. (laughs) Shut you now. Be nice to your sister. Young Brida Faulkner had not, in fact, forgotten her AirPods. They were her 16th birthday present from Lorraine, and she hadn't let the case leave the left hit of her Calvin Klein sports bra in weeks. Brida had returned to the coffee shop for another reason. You. Gays. Yes. I saw the sign in the front for the barista assistant. Are you still hiring? Yes, but what are you, a prepubescent 12-year-old? 16. And I know how the coffee machine works. Uh, come back tomorrow. Bring your CV and cover letter. Yes. Oh, actually, what are your names? I wasn't listening earlier. Oh, I, I'm Anton, and this is Lachlan. Oh, Anto and Locko. Okay, got it. Absolutely not, Anto. What well, is your name it? is actually Anthony. No point shying away from nicknames. And your last name isn't Syrup, but you still find time to make my fucking teeth rot, Lachlan. <laughs> Back in the Badger's Tooth, things are heating up. Diana is prepping for Tropical Tuesday, while Zane and Madge drink in the corner. What's going on there, dot, dot, dot. 
Betty, Bernard, Fiona and Gertrude all hang by the bar, waiting for something, anything to happen. Bernard, are you after letting load my umbrellas? Uh, you're what? You heard me, Bernard. If I, I see any of those little cocktail umbrellas falling out of your pockets tonight, I'll be sticking them in your eye holes. Three thousand of them I brought for Tropical Tuesday and I can't find a single one. Jesus Christ, Diana, are they not better off in my pockets than being nicked by some cheeky bollocks off the street? You are that cheeky bollocks off the street, Bernard. If you don't put uh, them back yourself, I'll be taking them by force. Capiche? Right, grand, you, you feminazi. Well, you'll be getting no Guinness tonight off this feminazi if you talk to me like that now. Those arses over the road still open. Sure, they're always open, Diana. Dirty pricks. Dirty is right. I wouldn't touch a drop of their fairy coffee if you spat it down me trap. Are you smoking in here again, Gertrude? Diana, listen to me now. Would you ever leave me alone? I'm only after telling you it's a bloody vape. Well, that is the largest cigar I have ever seen in my life. Well, then I suggest you get spec savers on the phone because this is nothing more than a regular sized vape. Diary. I mean, uh, report. The jury is still out on what exactly Gertrude is puffing around the place, but my bet's on something unhealthy. I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel light-headed. Almost looks as if that family with the cockroach on their car are coming this way. Wait a moment. They are. Oh, foreigners incoming places. Oh, right, right, everybody. Uh, act natural. And Lorraine swings open the door with a fervour nobody could have expected. She feels like she's finally home, even though she's never been here before in her life. The beginning of the next chapter of her life is inside the badger's tooth, and she's just opened the first page with her family standing supportively behind her. Who the fuck are ye? Oh, hi, love. We're the Faulkners. The Faulkners? Is that not that shite American film with, 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 with Robert The Faulkners, you deaf bastard. Huh? Oh, oh, all right. And uh, what the what the fuck are you doing here? We just moved here. Nice to meet y'all. Oh, this place is gorgeous. So and, uh, oh, uh, are you are you lost from Dublin? Is it? They're from Cork, Bernard. You stupid prick. Huh? We are. We are from Cork, so we are. Ma'am, you know, ma'am, they don't seem to like us very much. They look like they want to eat us. We're we're the ones uh, moving into number seventeen. Uh, uh, new neighbours, is it? Oh, fair, fair, fantastic. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? What? Uh, I'm over. I'm overjoyed. So I am sitting here drinking my pina colada. Ma'am, I'm a bit scared by this place. So many cultures, like there's a smell of silage after them. You get used to it, handsome. Oh, excuse me. The smell, you get used to it. Cynthia Stacy moved here a year ago to live with me aunt, originally from Essex, in case you couldn't tell. And some. Don't be silly now. <laughs> Don't be silly now, she get away, get away, get away from the lady. Go quick. We're all going to make happy life here in Sugar Kiss Angel Hill. It'll be grand, so. There goes the American now. 
Oh, he, that black boy, that American definitely voted for Trump there, that American. Every American says they didn't vote for him, but that book definitely did. Sickening dose. Well, I'll just say it's absolutely, what do you call it? Fantastic to have you here. I'm no longer the new guy in town. Well, I, I sure knew I wouldn't be the new guy for too long. It was like back in high school. Anyway, Zane, Zane Ford, I'm a documentary maker, just making some art about this place. All PC, though, <laughs> don't you worry. And don't go getting yourself in any trouble, because, you know, I'll get that camera on you. <laughs> uh. Lovely to meet you, Pat. I'm Madge Summers. I'm not so keen on it here myself, but her just does the job. I run the Suds Glower across the road, best laundrettes dot cottons and EastEnders. As stops, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. You ever need your dry cleaning, though? You, you know who to call now. You, they call me, yeah? Like Blondie would say. You know the song, the one that goes about to call me and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> yes, you're ever so kind. Thank you. You're very Imagine she's getting all my suits. <laughs> yeah. Madge presses and dries my suits once a week. Shut the fuck up, Zane. Uh, a wonderful woman. She lets me borrow a cigarette sometimes, too. Actually, Madge, I'm getting a little nicotine nudge. What do you say we don't go out and have it out there now? I mean, have one now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, go on then, but only if you pay me. Oh, darling, I'm ethical. I only pay if that's what you want. Shut the fuck up, Zane. Mm, right. Will I get us a few drinks? Oh, a, a pint of Guinness for me, love. Oi! What about me? Where's my drink? I'm all legal now and all. You better be getting me an old painter. All right, all right, boy. Make that three. Sorry, you just think you can waltz in here and order three Guinnesses on Tropical Tuesday? It's sexy cocktails all night long and nothing else, boy. And you're not dressed for it either, might I say. Back in 1924, if you turned up to a Charleston not dressed as a flapper, you'd get a kick in the chins and then a kiss. Good night. Oh my God, it's a talking corpse. Is that, is that a vape? Sure, <sighs> what else would it be, love? Mm, I don't know. It smells like weed to me. <laughs> and it's not even Marijuana Monday. Uh, would you go in? Now, I haven't had any of that weed since I left the Manson family. Would you get yourself a grip? Breda, please. Tropical night. Oh, that's lovely. We're awfully sorry about all this confusion. We're new here. Might take us a while to get at the lingo and all that. <laughs> We're over the road in the coffee nut. And, and we just thought it might be nice to go somewhere with, with you know, people in it. You know, we, we've nothing to hide. We've nothing to hide. Absolutely fucking classic. That definitely means they've got something to hide. In my professional opinion, diary report, these Faulkner folks are up to something sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky snakes. And rude little runs their offspring are too. They've got to get that from somewhere. Maybe that Lorraine isn't all she seems, diary report. Back in a bit. Lots of work to do. And so the Faulkner family pulled up their bar stools and toyed with their Guinnesses for the first time in the Badger's Tooth. Shamey took a sip of his first legal pint and didn't grimace at all. Perhaps he was trying to keep it cool for the gorgeous blonde who was coming his way. Excuse me? Yeah? 
Would you mind moving that bar stool for me? Oh, sure thing. Thank you. Sorry, it's not easy sometimes, bars like this. Yeah, I can imagine. Emily. God, so used to being called Miss Claire. It's weird to use my real name. Oh, are you a teacher? Yeah, up in St. Mary's. So, hello. Oh, oh, hello. Hi, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, hey, no, no, Emily, um... You're very young to be be a teacher. Between you and me, this is my first job out of college. Oh, good on you. Thanks. Nice to meet you. Uh, oh, I never asked your name. I'm such a dose, sorry. No, 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 you're not a dose at all. You, you're not a dose. Um, my name's Shamie. Nice to meet you, Shamie. Yeah, yeah, you, you too, like, yeah. Stare at her any harder, Shamie, and your eyes will jump out and fuck her. Shut the fuck up, Breda, you little stupid virgin. Breda, please. Diana, is it? I'm, I'm so, so sorry about my children. To know, oh, you know. you're all right, love. Don't worry about Actually, uh, go on. What were the gays up to in the coffee lot? I've been trying to keep my eye on them, you know. Oh, oh, well, you know, they're lovely lads, colourful lads, <laughs> lovely coffee too. She thought the coffee was lovely. She thought the gears were colourful. Interesting. Just as Betty's diary was about to receive some interesting pontifications, Anton Blackrock and Lachlan Syrup, our gays in the coffee shop, arrive at the Badger's Tooth for their favourite evening of the week, Diana's infamously tropical and tropically infamous Tropical Tuesday. Speak of the gays. Diana. Anthony. Miss Mullins. Lachlan. Boys. Bernard. Can can I have a a G and T, please. You cannot. It's Tropical Tuesday. Pina colada or nothing. Ooh, I'd love a pina colada. He is a mad one for the pina colada. <laughs> Aren't we all? Isn't that right, Diana? How's the coffee shop going, boys? Amazing. Packed to the brim like sardines. Oh, I'd say it is. It's like, it's like just so full. I'm just not used to it being you know, so big. Here's your drinks next. What a bet. Come on. We just want one drink and then we're going. Why do you make us come here, Lachlan? We need to fit in. I've never fit in anywhere in my whole life. I don't want to fit in now. And calm down, Tracy Turnblad. Let's just get a seat. Oh, Emily, hello. Anton, Lachlan, hey. You are looking fabulous tonight, I must say, Mrs. Clare. Thank you. I thought I'd get out of the house for a minute. I love your earrings. Like, pearls are all in this season. Even Vera Wang is wearing them. Oh, I love Vera Wang. That B&B must be so smothering living with that Peggy Marshall. It's actually quite nice. They do a lovely breakfast buffet. I'm a devil for a croissant. Hoofed them into myself. Oh, when we were in college, Anton went through an M&S pano chocolat phase every day, every single day before college. Oh God, I just loved the buttery goodness. Uh, quick, Emily, any gossip? Did you, did you see this new family that have arrived? I did. 
I just met the son, I think. And you know what? I think he undressed me with his eyes. No. Get it. He is a snack in a fox biscuit kind of a way. I don't know. He's a bit young. What? My first boyfriend was 33. Yes, when you were 15, Lachlan. He was a paedophile. Oh, no, it was more complicated than that, actually. Look at him. He's looking over at me now. God, he's keen, isn't he? Oh, go over there and get his number. He definitely has a WhatsApp. Do you know what, boys? I think I'll play the long game. Sure everyone loves the chase, don't they? Oh, you are a simpering cad, Mrs. Clare. Uh, you definitely don't know what that means, Anton. And you do, Lachlan. Just drink your juice. Meanwhile, in the smoking area of the Badger's Tooth, a young love is passionately being born. It is wonderful. It is beautiful. It is an affair. An illicit love affair. Oh, my. It would seem as if Zane Ford, our wet drip of a documentary, Maker is getting off with suds galore mad summers. Their kissing is long. It's sexy. There is hands in pants and oh my god, I should look away but I just can't. God damn it, my shirt's gonna reek of smoke after this. Oh, it's so flipping hot. Hee hee hee. But it's okay. Uh, I know a hot little lady who runs a laundrette. Sorry, hot little lady, is that not a bit cliché? Oh, I, I thought it might fit the mood, you know, Tropical Tuesday. Ah, Tropical Tuesday, but isn't there always a theme? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. What was yesterday's again? Marijuana Monday. Oh, sounds lit. Shame I couldn't go. I had a meeting with the muse. You know, when I'm with you, Madge, it's like I can almost feel this film coming together. Oh, yeah? Trust me, kid, I'm serious. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh fuck, jeez, Mary Joseph. Uh, actually, you know what? You keep at it. Don't, don't mind me. Oh, fuck, fuck. Keep it together. Hi, hi there, kid. This isn't what it looks no, like, no, I, no, I swear. Friend, I'm not going to tell anyone. First piece of action I've seen in weeks. Well, go on. Back to what you were doing. It was fucking unreal. Would you... Would you mind? I, I, sorry, it's just a bit awkward here. No, no, no. You just work away. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just beat it, kid. Oh, fuck you, wanker. Fuck. Zane, fuck. Hey, don't, don't be like that, babe. We had something good going on there. Zane, she could go and tell Porig. Would you go after her? Shush, kid, she's not going to tell Porridge. She wouldn't know who he is anyway. Yeah, well, I think I'd better go to the bar just in case himself notices anything. Oh, well, I'll come too, kid. I'm fucking ten years older than you. What Madge didn't know was that while she was getting hot and steamy with her all-inclusive all-American beau, her husband, Podrig, had arrived for the Tooth's Tropical Tuesday. He was trying to find his loving wife, couldn't see her in a pub full of strangers and villagers all dressed in floral shirts and drinking pink cocktails. Cynthia Stacy Mullins, Diana's niece, also known as the town bike because she's a ride, noticed him looking awry. All right, Porrick, love the shirt, very tropical. Hey, Cynthia. 
thanks uh, yeah. third making effort for you you know it's not every day it's a tropical Tuesday bloody hell Porch just about every fucking Tuesday <laughs> can I have uh, sex on the beach please oi oi we've got sex on the beach come on sexy ring the fire bell then won't ya a sex on the beach for a sexy boy <laughs> ding Ding. Oh, ding, ding, indeed. Or should I say ding, dong, you big Irish heartthrob? I would just stop that, though, Cynthia. You know, I'm happily married. I know, love, I know. Worth a shot, though, eh? Have you seen Madge anywhere? Oh, do I have to tell you? Can you stay with me just a little bit longer? Slag. She was out the back. Oh, wonderful. I got this new book on astrology today, and I've been dying to show her. Oh, Yeah. Astrology, is it? I've gotten very into it recently, actually. I'm a Cancer Sun, and that means I have an affinity for moons. Oh, darling, I bet you do. Oh, Jesus, is that you, Doug? Hardwick, my man. <laughs> there you are. Godfather Doug. Ah, uh, yeah, no, that, that's enough of that now. I told you to call me Uncle Dougie, like a good man. Uh, anyway, uh, how, how's the rugby going? Did you get that card I left in, in the letterbox for your birthday, big man? I told you, I'm 33. You don't have to be giving me money anymore. Ah, uh, come off it. Nonsense. Doug Marshall never forgets his only godson's birthday. Uh, you know, but bar that time... Uh, Ten years ago, you know, after I, 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 I know, Uncle Luggy, I, I know. I miss her too, son. I miss her too. Oh, I, it's okay. Don't, don't cry. No, come on, don't cry. Come on, my, my moon is out. I'll be crying too. Though Padraig's moon was, in fact, out, to paraphrase James Bond... Podrick had no time to cry. Madge had finally returned from her dangerous liaison with Zane. Podrick, your shirt! Madge! My sexy petite croissant! I've been looking for you everywhere! Oh, your clothes smell just as delicious today as they do every day. Is that laundry powder? Oh, I just can't get enough. Come here to me, you! Get away from me, I was just having a fag. A what? A cigarette, Paddy, don't get your knickers in a twist. I told you they're actually boxers. Oh, he's a knickers kind of a boy, is he? Mind your own business, Cynthia Tracy. I've washed your drawers in my laundrette. I know they're nothing to write home about. Shut your mouth, Madge. I've sat no. on almost every laundry machine in your shop to get myself off. And I'll sit on more if you talk to me like that. You ought to be on top of your disinfectant anyway. Here's your sex on the beach, Paddy. There's your sex on the beach, Paddy. Come on, Porg, let's grab a booth. I missed you so much, baby. Oh, I love your perfume today. It's so American. <laughs> well, I'm trying something new. Oh, it makes me so, so gosh darn hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll just pretend uh, <laughs> I, I didn't hear that one now and, uh, and go over and... Uh, ah, uh, hello, Bernard. Long time no see, big man. How are you? 
Oh, I don't like this pina colada. I want a Guinness. So I do. Eh. The light of my life. Peggy, you know her, don't you, Bernard? The local Fina Fuel councillor who owns the B&B. She's got the biggest say in the deepest pocket in this entire town, Doug. Stop reminding us. Uh, that's my girl, my Peggy. Uh, she loves a uh, pina colada. Oh, well, she'd have to to be married to you, wouldn't she, Douglas? <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, I, she wouldn't eat, ah, because I'm fruity. <laughs> and a nice hit when you drink me down in one. Ah, <laughs> uh, gross. Mm, speak for yourself, love. <laughs> Suddenly, the door to the badger's tooth bursts open and through a cloud of smoke and dust appeared Oshin and Fionn, the closest thing Sugarkiss Angels Hill has seen to sexy teenage boys. Or so they thought. Really, they're just two 13-year-old shites whose balls hadn't even dropped yet. Diana Mullins once said they remind her of the twins from The Shining. Little fucking freaks was what she said to quote. Hey, be said you two little shites. Relax the cocks, Diana. Just here for the scoop, like. Just want to talk to Gertrude, like. Oh, yeah. What for? School project. Yeah, yes. for history class. Or oh, pull the other one. Oh, just one minute, Diana. Yeah, just one, please, like. Fine. Uh, Gertrude, we was wondering... Can you give us a puff of that fag? This isn't tobacco. I haven't had a cigarette since the day De Valero walked into the dull smarmy cunt. But it's a cigarette though. We can clearly see the smoke like. Young people these days, I tell you, you have no bloody respect. Back in my day, Listen, we just want one puff off the fucking veg, then we'll be gone, I swear. Look, if it'll get you out of my bloody hair, go on then. Have yourself a little took. <coughs> Fuck! <gasps> that is fucking putrid! Oh, have a back, you old cow! Oh, I'm gonna be sick! Uh, Oh, gee, man, I need a bit of air, bro. My mouth is like burnt arse. Serves them right, total shits. Last Wednesday, I caught them sniffing me knickers on me washing line. Dirty buggers. Perverted little toadspawn. You shouldn't expect anything less from men. All but none of them have dirty noses and a wandering eye. Hmm. Well, you're not wrong there, honey. They think I'm old. <laughs> I was old before their parents were even born. I'm ancient, baby. How old are you actually, though, Gertrude? I heard you're 112. I uh, love sure. I stopped counting many moons ago. What I've done in my life, though, ugh. Prince Albert and I certainly had some fun back in the day, if you know what I mean. Mm, if that's the kind of Prince Albert I'm th I think you're talking about, good on you, Gran. The night continued, and so did the drinking. Lorraine ploughed through pina colada after pina colada until Tropical Tuesday passed into the wee hours of Wine Wednesday. 
Breda and Shamey were nowhere to be seen, and Seamus was dozing peacefully in a corner snug. A half-empty pint of Guinness held precariously in his hand. Lorraine and Betty found a quiet end of the bar to dish the dirt, away from the prying ears of Diana, who in all honesty couldn't give a fuck anyways. I love Tropical Tuesday. <laughs> oh, you're not the only one. <laughs> you're such a dope. Uh, do you know, everyone here is just... Can, can I tell you something? Wow. <laughs> oh, I was, I was so bleeding scared to drive my family here. I mean, loud. I thought the kids would disown me. But look at this little umbrella. How could someone hate somewhere with such a cute little umbrella? Y- yes, pet. They're lovely umbrellas. But t- tell me, what did bring you here? What? Why a sugar Cassandra Hill? Can you keep a secret? Swear on the baby Jesus. I used to work for the you know. You got to learn to be discreet when you're part of a reality con. I'm going Well, maybe you can help me then. See, I'm here looking for my son. That little fucker who told Gertrude to shove, shove her cigar up her hole. No, no, my other one. The girdle? No, he's a boy. You know, Lorraine, I think you should talk to your daughter or son about pronouns and how she or he would like to be addressed. I read about it in a magazine recently and you could really learn something from it. What? No, I, I had I had another son when I was a young'un, but... Lost him? As in... As in puff! Stolen! Gone! Oh, gee, oh God, my peanut cloud is all gone. Oh, fuck, fuck. You mean to say he was kidnapped? What? He was only a baby, a tiny baby, a little wee weeny, a tiny little baby. And you never found out what happened to him. Oh, my mother, rest her soul, she died of emphysema. But on her deathbed, she told me, she told me, Larry, your son's in Sugar Kiss Angel Hill. Now give me my damn cigarettes. And what would make her think that? Maybe she organised it. You know, she could be a right cunt when she wanted to be. Oh, jeez, I can't believe I said that. I mean, she was, but still. Oh. I, I was so young, though. It, it must have been... Oh. 26 years ago? So, so, so just to clarify, for, for my own enjoyment and no other reason, and of course, I, I have to write it down for my, my poor, poor, poor memory, of course. Your son arrived in Sugar Chris Angel Hill 26 years ago and you've come back to find him. Oh, this is a very exciting. Wouldn't it be nice for you to find your son in this small town where everyone knows everyone? So will you help me find him? I'll do what I can for you, pet. Now you take that man of yours home to a real bed. Diana will have his willy on a platter if he spills that mojito on the seat. Seamus, come on, time to go home. Larry, I'm loving these tropical popsicles. I'll have another one uh, before we go. Oh, ma'am, I think he shit himself. 
Oh, I can smell it from here. Ah, that's just a fart, Dove. Your father always farts after he has a cocktail. Runs right through me. Okay, look, time to head to the new house. Where's Jamie? Oh, he's over there talking to that owl. And I said, I said, Joseph Stalin, you will not stop me from selling my wares, you hairy bastard. And what did he say? Fuck if I know, sure, it was, it was in Russian, sure, wasn't it? Bastard probably cut me out of the fossils or something. Sure, you don't sound Russian. Well, my mother was French, you see. Don't listen to her, Shane. She's full of it. Lives in her head. A, p- a pox on your house, Janet Mullins. A pox plague of toads and wasps on ye, you bollocks. Yes, yeah, the toads and the wasps. I've heard you before, Gershie. Uh, I think I'm leaving now. Sure, don't believe me on my own. You don't know what they'd get up to at night. Shamey, why are you talking to a literal dead woman? Her skin is grey like we're fucking leaving. I'm coming now. Come back to me, you, long, you lo- lovely young fella there now. Will you, will you promise you'll come back? He'll never come back. Sure, they never do. Fiona, love, do you want another clip orange? No. I want to go home. Bernard will take you home soon then. No, I want to go back and see my mother. She's dead, love. She's been dead for years. Huh? Sure. I don't believe you. That's it. Don't believe a feckin' word they tell you, love. Ugh, those poor people. This town will eat their souls for supper. I'm sure that's if they're lucky. And so the Faulkners head home. The eyes of the villagers follow them as they leave. Madge watches Breda go, terrified that soon her secret will be out. Betty sits in her booth and smiles at the thought of the delicious little piece she's just found out. And she knows that once Peggy Marshall, the closest thing Sugar Kiss Angel Hill has seen to a sexy Angela Merkel, returns from her conference, Betty will have to sidle up to her and whisper sweet nothings in her ear. Zane watches Madge from across the room, his sweet as pies, American eyes dancing with joy at his illicit love affair. He thinks of the movies he'll make. For example, my green-eyed Irish love. It'll be a hit. Padraig Marshall wonders why his wife won't look at him. But across the room he sees Zane, that wet drip of an American, looking at him. And so he smiles back and wonders why smiling at a man can make him feel so, well, tempted. Bernard Marshall looks at his wife Fiona, sitting sadly in the corner with three empty packets of potato, and thinks of the day he fell in love with her. Gertrude Petunia McWaldorf smokes on her <clears throat> vape. Miss Emily Clare watches the handsome young stuttering man Shamey from the bar earlier leave, and she smiles because, well, yes, he really does have a great bum. Fiona looks out the window. Her eyes alive with memory. Lachlan and Anto sit in the corner watching a scene they don't feel part of, wondering why these people won't accept them. Cynthia Stacy wipes a pint glass with a damp teacloth in a sexy way, and she watches Zane and wonders just what he was up to at the back earlier. And finally, Doug Marshall watches the Faulkners leave the pub and ponders just what his wife, the all-seeing, Always watching and terrifyingly real, Peggy will think about this troop of cork heroes who've come to steal this town's treasure. And as the Faulkners head down the empty main street, 
they find two little men, Oshin and Fionn, the town criers, the boys who steal sweets from the shop and cigarettes from Gertrude Petunia McWaldorf, standing outside the sweet shop, looking in the window. Right, but like, does it have an alarm, Fionn? Did you see it, like? Yeah, man, it's right there. Like, we smash the alarm and we take the drink. But Diana told us she won't buy any more stolen drink off us. If you didn't tell her that we stole that vodka from our man Marshall, we would have been fine. She grabbed me by the neck. She's a fierce woman, Fionn. Yeah, fierce, sexy, so she is. I'd bang her. Fuck off. That's disgusting. She's like 60. Yeah, so's your ma about 60. <gasps> she's not. She's 40 if she's a day and, and she's your ma too. How do I fucking know it? Is it not a bit late for two little boys like you to be out, is it? What? Are you that new lady moving into number 17, is it? Jesus, word travels fast here. I am indeed. <laughs> Did you hear what happened in number 17, miss? Something happened. <laughs> Mr. Screecher, the second-class teacher. He pure blew up, like. One day in school, he was teaching the kids, you know, how to how to hold your hair when you're getting your communion and all this. And then just say, oh, now he just blew up. Some people say he went on fire, but I didn't see any flames. Just blood and guts and all this. <laughs> yeah, it looked like sausages, like intestines and shit. Oh my God, she's horrifying. Are, are the children all right? Ah, uh, sure, you know, a few of them can't step foot into class without crying. Fucking babies, pure whistles and all. What happened to your husband anyways? He's drunk. Duh. I think he's pissed himself. Oh, the smell! Oh, fucking hell, meow. I think Dad might have pissed himself. It's just water. I just spilled. I just spilled the water. Ah, Jesus, love. What are you like? Nice to meet you, boys. Don't get up to anything naughty now. Bye. This town is gonna eat them alive. Oh yeah, but she's smoking hot or what? Here the hello. Suppose she's all right, like. No, the daughter. She looks like she'd be on babe station, like. All right, Sal, we'll use a rock to break the window, like. No, no, I brought a spanner. Ah, nice one, nice one, bro. <laughs> if anyone asked, right, it was Fiona Marshall who did it. The lady with the demon here. Yeah, I saw her set fire to a wheelie bin last week and everyone just said, God help her and nothing like. God, I wish I had that fucking, that demon here, bro. Me too. I'd be setting fire to wheelie bins everywhere. Miles away at a conference for politicians about how to get rich quick, Peggy Marshall was thinking about the town she loved so much. She took out her iPhone 5 and called her husband Doug, but he didn't answer. A speck of suspicion flickered, and it was enough to get her to return home the next day, just in case anything new had happened in the town she called her own. Little did she know that in their new home, rented to them by local estate agent Doug Marshall, the Faulkners are settling in and trying to get Seamus ready for bed. And no, he didn't piss himself. He really did just spill his pint. I hope.
Come on now, love. Up, up your pop. Yep. Yeah, no, no, she's crying. Not in the walls, Seamus. Thanks, oh, oh, Laurie, I just love you, darling. You give me all fuzzy and the nussy. Just... Read it, Shaby. Bed. Now, don't listen to your father. He didn't mean that. I did every word of it. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Dad, man, like... Not on fucking hell. You'll understand, son. We have to be men, big and balls and hanging down from the legs. Yeah, I'm a bit tranquilizer on the boat if you want to take him out. Ah, no, no, save that for a special occasion, pet. It's all right. All right. Bye, fuckers. Into bed, darling. You're not a vegetable yet. Uh, courgettes and a bird. Just uh, snap out of a chamber or I'll slip your courgette off. Is that a promise? Betty down at the pub is a right out one. Does that mean you like her? She said she'd help find my son. Did she lose your son in the first place? Where did she find him? Shoes! Shoes off the covers! I thought they were me feet! I have to say, though, that bar did have a funny smell. And I love, I was letting out a few. No, no, I, I mean the smell of... Of, poten- of potential. Potential, yeah, that's exactly the smell of our son. I bet we have the same thoughts. You're one match with, with, the, with, the, with the cleaning, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, she was a looker. Uh, cheeky bastard. I think I'll get a coffee with her. See what this place is like. My fuzzy nutty! I think we need to make ourselves known, Seamus. I have a feeling they're not too keen on foreigners. It's loud. Everyone is a foreigner for them. Exactly. You need to be getting on the good side, you know, the way it is. And the boys I met outside, you know, they already knew we are the new ones. And that can't be good news, can it? Seamus. Seamus. You petals better be asleep in there. Your father's snoring tonight. God help us. I'll be lying in bed dreaming instead of sleeping then. In the next room across, Breda and Seamus were discussing the lads they met outside. I mean, I'd bang him. Yeah, fair enough. The family had more than enough brain power to find their missing son. That was never a question. And so, the next evening, after a hard day's work in Sugarcass Angel Hill, we return to the quiet Coffee Nut Cafe as Anton and Lachlan begin to close for the night. Anton, wrapping the untouched kale and quinoa wraps with a desolate expression, Lachlan trying to arrange his floral pillows so the throw blankets will cover their sickening pattern. All was normal until the woman of their nightmares entered the cafe. A Betty, a motherfucking, a butter dish. Sorry, we're closed for the evening. No, darling. (laughs) Not for me or not. Oh, well, colour me purple, Miss Betty butter dish in the flesh. I see my legendary reputation. Yes, yes. I am the Miss Butterdish. And what brings the Miss Butterdish into my coffee shop? Our coffee shop, what? Our, our no, But really, shop. what are you doing here? I'm back. I want the job. Jesus, Jiminy Crickets. There's nobody reading the closed sign. The door was open, not fucking closed. You cheeky bitch. Where's your CV? Don't have one. Or a bleeding cover letter either. I am my own CV. Oh. You're the new guard, Lancho. Lorraine's young one. Uh, yeah, obviously. Obviously. 
I've been investigating your arrival. Okay. Fucking weirdo. Anyway, can I have the job or not? Well, I don't know. What is your experience then? Mm-hmm. I TY work experience stacking boxes and spars. I've been drinking out of my mom's Nespresso since I was a fetus. And I've seen every episode of Two Broke Girls. Why, why would two broke girls help you work here? I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at them. Oh, oh, okay then, fine. You're in. Come in tomorrow morning and we'll show you everything. Lachlan, are you sure about this? She's kind of annoying in that my girl lead actress kind of a way. Well, who else is going to work for the only gays in the village? Oh. Loaded with applications to work with homos. <clears throat> yes, uh, make it tomorrow afternoon then. It's a Sunday. There's there's mass. Fucking ace. I'll see you then. Ha- hang on a minute down there, Brida. If you're working here, you'll want to hear what I have to say at all. Uh, hear what now, Miss Betty? It was at this exact moment that one Betty Butterdish began to set the wheels in motion for her most legendary and most personal endeavour yet. Not Anton, nor Lachlan, nor Breda could have imagined what would come next. Something is wrong in Sugar Kassane Jolhill. The consequences of which you cannot imagine what will come next. And it's all because of the arrival of your mother. My mum? Lorraine Faulkner. But I can't say what yet. My investigation has only begun. And I must be certain before I start these gracious wheels in motion. This is one road I won't be able to get the donkey to walk back up if it gets out. What? What does that even mean? If you can't tell us, why are you here? I need your help. The three of you. I need eyes where I can't look myself. Well, you'd want to put a call into spec servers as it is, Betty, or have you noticed that no one comes in here? People in this town listen to me. I used to work for the Gardaí, and that's what makes people respect you. Obvious. As I was saying, people listen to what I have to say. And you'll listen to them for me when I tell everyone to start coming here. (laughs) And why would you do that? That twig bitch Diana Mullins has started a petition to close this little homo house down as soon as possible. She says it's because you're stealing her business. But really, it's because... Because from Dublin? (gasps) That juicy quatuor tracksuit wearing bitch. Sure, yes. With that petition out and no one on your side, you'll be gone in a month. Diana Mullins has a lot of fucking shway, okay? And I'm sick of her bragging about it at Bridge Club. So I'm helping you. Huh. Well, what's in it for you then? Yes, you said you needed our help for something. The three of ye will be my successors to the town gossip. I've been keeping my condition a secret for months, but here I am. I am dying. (gasps) Gasp! Don't be so dramatic, Jesus. Telly tells me not to stereotype your people, but... Jesus Christ, I need three of ye 
to learn this town's secrets for me. There's plenty I haven't shared, plenty people won't want shared, but you need to know it so it won't end up like Diana Mullen's natural hairline. Lost to time. Oh, burn. So, um, just to recap, you want me, this old and bitter queen here, Lachlan, and some random adolescent to take over your gossip-mongering business because you're on your way to the grave and you don't want your gossip to sleep next to you in the fishes. And because I want your cafe to get better. Oh, of course. Diana Mullins doesn't deserve the satisfaction of ye being run out of town. Do you not see how odd this request is? Oh, but we will do it, though. Anton! Silence! If it will stop one more of my almond milk gays going out of date, I'll do it. I don't care what it is. <sighs> Brida? Well, more people that come, more money I'll get paid. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely not how it works. Brilliant, brilliant. I'll be back tomorrow after Mass. The father is doing a sermon on Love Thy Neighbour when I know he's been pouring his compost into the community centre's recycling. It's like free poetry hour. Betty Butterdish made arrangements with Anton and Lachlan to come and visit each morning. She'd bring a small army of bridge club goers, local residents and friends with her. Once they would head on, Betty would fill in the staff of the Coffee Nut on all and all ongoings. A coalition was created, the likes of which have not been seen since the 1980s British Labour government. Thus began the friendship that would soon turn Sugarcus Angel Hill upside down. Later that evening, Doug was anticipating the return of the martial matriarch, which unmatched excitement. To prepare for what he presumed would be an evening of unbridled passion, he was going to do some press-ups. One. Two. That was as far as he got before the tall, beautiful and ice-cold Peggy Marshall entered the room. Her hair pulled back in a perfect quaff and a stern expression on her face. Hello, Doug. Ah. Peggy. You're home. Get off me, Doug. Tell me. Why did I have to pass number 17 to learn that the new tenants have moved in? Uh, oh, I, uh, uh, I, I sat on my phone. Puggy, that's the fourth time. Jeremiah down in the phone shop will be sick of the sight of you. Uh, oh, the Faulkners. Uh, there's four of them. Two kids, though I, I didn't quite catch their names. And the father is uh, Seamus. And the mam is uh, uh, Lurie. That's what Seamus called her. Imagine, Lurie. L Lorraine is the full name, I think. I'm so glad I'm married to someone who has a good, strong name. Peggy Marshall. Uh, you couldn't get any stronger. Lurie. Uh, Lurie, imagine. The husband's a total nonce. Sorry, you're sure. Well, what's going on, Peggy? What did she look like? Oh, you know, in her forties, blonde, an attractive woman. If you don't mind me saying, huh? well, but she had this spark mark on her cheek, 
and she wore clips in her hair like an eight-year-old, you know? Christ, Doug. What? Peggy, what's going on? I'm not. I don't. I love you, Peggy. I can't believe this slipped by me. You told me number 17 got led, of course, but how could I have anticipated it? Doug, it's Laurie. It's Lorraine. That Lorraine? But, but she... Lorraine from Cork, who goes by Laurie. That's her. I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't know it was her. I swear. Well, I suppose the Faulkner name means nothing in these parts, does it, Dougie? She was a Lenehan when I knew her, after all. No. No. Exactly. Uh, I would have told you. I never would have let the house had I known, you know. There, there, Doug. It's all right. You're just a sweet simpleton. I wouldn't expect you to have known. There's more pressing things to attend here. Tell me, Dougie, where is our son? Francis. Who else, Doug? Uh, uh, he's in the den. Good. We need to protect him from blow-ins. Oh, right. If you think we need to, love. Tell our distributors that they're taking over for Franny. He's getting a promotion, a head of packaging. He can do it from the den. He'll never have to leave it. God, Peggy. Even after all these years, I'm in awe of your mind. It's so... Ugh, sexy. Get off me, Doug. You know what needs to happen before you, you can touch me. And besides, we need to move on to the next order of business. Doug had a beautiful ceramic pig collection. Pigs in various costumes and positions. For example, a farmer pig or a cowboy pig on a horse... It was the only thing he truly cared about, besides the inimitable Peggy. <laughs> Tell me, dearest, which is your favourite little Piggy, then? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the train conductor one is my favourite. You, you can put him in a little train, uh, and it's like it's real. Choo, choo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's very solid. Oh. Look at his little hat. He's wearing the proper uniform too, just like Irish Ray. Oh, I see that. Uh, How cute. Hmm. I wonder what would happen if... Oops. Oh, no. Guess he's not as solid as I thought. I guess Dumpty couldn't be put back together again. Julie. No. But why? I don't like surprises, Dougie. Laurie fucking Faulkner should not be surprising me in my town. If anything ever sneaks up on me again because of you, it'll be more than one ceramic pig, Dougie. I'll have your fucking testicles. Not that I want them anyway. Now, tell me everything. And I mean everything. If I hear one single detail that you missed from someone else, well, you know what will happen, don't you, Dougie? You'll be cross. I'll be cross, yes. I'll be very, very cross. And so Doug weaved the intriguing tale of the Faulkner arrival. Peggy knew now that things in Sugarkiss Angel Hill could never be the same again. 
as they carried on with their lives. These new arrivals in this savage little town, the poor Faulkners, had no clue of the darkness that awaited with bated breath around every corner. And Peggy, while she sat and listened to Doug tell the story of Lorraine Faulkner and her family, knew that she would be that darkness. Sugarcus Angel Hill was Peggy Marshall's town, and God help anyone that didn't know it. And next week on Sugarcus Angel Hill... What do you mean she told you everything? She's here for her son. Shane, how about we play some rugby? I saw you. I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. They know something in this town, I can feel it. Who's that sexy stud on the motorbike? My wife is a very scary woman when she wants to be, and she very much wants to be no. I'm full of pain for the world right now. More pain than I felt in 45 with the atom bomb. It feels like it's ending. What's ending? All of it. 